When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to have a really inspired show, which is kind of cool. Before we start, of course, I want to thank my sponsors, C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio. And without you, I could not have a show, of course, my listeners. My guest today is Tony Martinetti. He is the Chief Inspiration Officer at Inspired Purpose Coaching. And I really am excited about this because if there's ever a time in life we need inspiration, it's now. So let me just start off with a, a super softball question for you. Why do we need to be inspired? I mean, we're getting paid, we're doing our jobs. What's inspiration have to do with anything? Yeah, because it keeps us going. I mean, I think I love this question. Um, and first of all, just I want to thank you for having me on the show. Um, but I really, um, this idea of inspiration is so important to keep us moving through our days and and keep the fuel that we need to um to moving forward in our days and um and i think that's i often say the inspiration is the fuel um that our souls of our soul's purpose and it's important to know what's lighting us up and if we don't know that then at some point just kind of having a paycheck is not enough okay so i'm a leader in a company how do I do it? Yeah. It starts by really connecting with people and understanding what's driving them. You know, what are the things that, um, that brought them to your company in the first place? And how do you ensure that you're, you know, connecting them with your purpose and your inspiration for doing the work that you do? You know, everyone has their own things that, they, that they're driven by, but you have to start by painting them a picture. And giving them a scene of like what it is that we're here for, why are we doing the work that we do, and how are you connected to that vision and that purpose that we're doing in this work? I've worked for a number of years in uh, the biotech industry, and one of the things that was really powerful about inspiring people is seeing that at the center of all the things we do was a person, a patient, who is waiting for us to solve the, their disease problem. So very important. So what I'm hearing you say is it's really important for people to have a purpose or a vision to, to see the impact of what they're doing. 
So you're not just raw, raw, you're, crea you're creating a vision mm -hmm. and inspiration for the team. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Inspiration in a sense is, is really, you know, you're absolutely nailed it, but you know, when I think about inspiration, it's like, that's like the, um, the, the fuel that keeps things going. It's the, it's what you need to continue to get people connected to the, that purpose, that vision that you've set. If you don't continue to, um, to kindle that fire, that's the sparks that keep people going. Then what happens is they, they lose sight of the bigger purpose and vision that you that you set for your business. So that's the important part of all of this. You have to constantly be checking in and connecting with people and making sure that you understand, are they still on board? Are they still feeling the spark of why you do what you do and why they do what they do? So a typical company, small, mm. you know, you've got a, a entrepreneur, entrepreneur leader, five, six employees, I get it, easy, makes complete sense. When we move up to scale and we now got a bigger business, mm -hmm. training department comes in, right? Because mm -hmm. you, 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 know, you, you need to, you, you know, it's not one person's inspiration, it's inspiring the whole team, the whole company. How does the train department play a role in creating leaders that inspire and having the company feel inspiration. Yeah. One of the, I have one word for this. It's through stories, um, you know, making sure that you are creating things that, you know, are telling a story that connects with people. Because obviously we all make, we all are wired for story. Every human being is wired for story. And so we have to make sure that we create meaning through those stories that each leader is telling. If there's no way to know, okay, just do, you know, if you're being told, just do this, or this is the new objective, but you're not told, here's what's driving this initiative. Here's why we're doing this. Then um, it's hard for us to feel driven and inspired by that or motivated to do that next thing. So what the training team has to do is, is help to, to create that. Here's what, why we're going on this path. Here's why it's important. And here's what this means to us as an organization, as an individuals coming together with a common purpose to drive towards this. Um, so it's stories. Yeah. And you have a term, which is mm. hero stories. Yeah. So what is a hero story? And maybe could you share an example of a hero story? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think my my story is a hero story, uh, but many stories that I've uh, encountered are like that. But I'll start with just saying a hero story is where one where a person starts in, you know, into the unknown and they don't know where they're headed. And there's a lot of fear and um, things that challenges they face. And as they continue on that journey, they meet people along the way who help them, who continue to um, partner along the way and and teach them lessons. Um, some of them are foes, you know, people put in place like an enemy that um, challenges them. And through that adversity, they learn things. And then eventually come to this place where they've realized they've been transformed through their journey. Um, and through that transformation, they come back to their existing world and they are able to bring those lessons back to people that they've that they know and say, this is what I've learned. I want to share with you. 
Okay. So I think I get the hero story. What's your hero story? I have my own show, my podcast, where I bring people on and I have them share the moments in their lives that I call them flashpoints, these points in their journey that have ignited their gifts into the world. And when I think about it and I bring it back to my own story, these are the things that were my moments that have ignited my gifts in the world. And it started with like this sense of when I was younger, I was an artist. I was doing things that were all about creating worlds through paint and drawings and doing things that were creative in, in nature. I mean, I was winning awards as a child um, to basically, you know, create, you know, new artwork. And then eventually I got to this place where I started to get into you know, high school and college and, you know, people were saying like, gosh, you got to figure out what you're going to do with your life. You know, this is not going to serve you. So of course I switched gears. I went into pre-med because that's what you do, right? I mean, you switch from yeah. art to pre-med. That's just natural. Um, <laughs> yeah, most people do that. Yeah, but um, you know, I was a smart guy, and you know, I definitely, you know, I can say that now that I, you know, I had the ability to to learn quickly, and so I moved into pre-med. But then I realized it was the wrong path. So then I switched into business, and so here I am, this person who's really searching and trying to figure out where do I fit, how do I make a living, how do I fit into the world society wants me to fit into. And most of my life, I, I worked in this industry, into industries where I was a finance and strategy professional working in biotech and high tech, uh, which is fantastic, very rewarding. But the reality is it wasn't who I really was at the core. I was hiding myself. And eventually I got burnt out trying to be something I was not. Um, I mean, literally to the point where I had my darkest moments and didn't want to go on. Um, and in those dark moments, I finally found ways to, to dig out of um, that darkness and find little ways to figure out, okay, how can I hang on to hope? Um, and eventually realize that I had a bigger calling than this. People used to always tell me along the way, they're like, you're not the typical finance person. You're not the typical this you have a way of seeing people, you connect with people. And thank God that some people saw that in me because I started to listen to some of those messages along the way. And I started to really say, that's the path I need to be connecting to. How can I be the person who you know, helps other people? And so all that was great until I, you know, I still stayed in, in the corporate world. I still stayed in my role, but I had some awakening. I had some awareness. Then the moment came, my big moment that put me on my path to doing the work I do. I was sitting in a boardroom at a biotech company and- Hold on a second, Tony. One second. Yeah. Big moment. <laughs> the big moment. <laughs> so my big moment was I was sitting in a boardroom at a biotech company and I was looking around the room and saying to myself, wow, there's everyone in here is like checked out. They're all looking at their cell phones. And these two leaders, um, the CEO and, you know, the, the chief medical officer, they were like fighting with each other about like who was right and who was wrong. It was an ego that was, their egos were driving the show. And I said to myself, gosh, I'm collecting a big paycheck right now to be here. And I don't feel inspired. I don't feel connected to work. I don't feel like I'm saving lives. And I know there's a lot of people in this room who are feeling the same way. And so I decided at that moment that I am going to get up and I'm going to walk out and I'm going to do something different with my life. 
And I, you know, the saying that I, I said to myself was that I'm going to leave the room to change the room somehow, some way I'm going to do something different with the way leaders show up in these rooms. And, uh, that was the scary moment that sent me off on my, really it's the beginning of a new hero's journey, which was to say, go out into the new world, into the unknown, into the uncomfortableness of not knowing, but somehow figure out a way to create a new path for leaders in the world. And that's what I did. Interesting. I have a saying yeah. that relates to something you talk about, but in different verbiage. So my verbiage is victim to victor. You take something where you have described yourself or felt like you were a victim, but then you sit back and you really look at the strength it was for you to overcome that issue mm. and how you conquered that issue and how that issue gave you strength. And you talk about how do you turn your past challenges into strengths? Mm. So, you know, I found the two very similar. And maybe to share a bit on how people can turn their past challenges into strengths. Yes, yes. I love that. You know, I love that you bring this up because it's so true. We often are so quick to turn our back on the on our past and saying, that was the old me this is the new me. I want to like, I don't want to ever look back. But the reality is when we turn around and we look back at our past and we say, what was it about my past self that allowed me to be the person I am today that made me who I am and allowed me to be, have the strength to, to move on. And in fact, how does that become the turning point into the new world that I'm entering? Um, and I think that's where People often say, you know, you transcend and include, you include your past and you transcend it by saying, you know, I might've been a finance person or finance professional, whatever it may be, but um, that doesn't mean that it's, it's a bad thing. It just means that I'm now deciding to take that with me and allow myself to, to see that I'm more than that. Um, I'm more, we're all more than whatever we think we are. And um, I think that's an important lesson for all of us to say, don't paint ourselves into a box and say, I am the pain that I've experienced. I'm more than the pain that I've experienced. I'm also the potential, you know, um, joy that I can experience. Okay. So moving this from philosophical to practical. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um Tortle Training's Learning Matter experts are passionate about designing effective solutions that move the needle. Whether your organization needs development of e-learning courses, instructor-led training, or assistance with creating optimized electronic versions of employee handbooks, our team can help. To learn more, visit tortle.com slash learning dash development. You talk about creating and aligning with long-term goals. And in fact, you're one of the things is first to determine if you are. Yeah. And then I, I assume the second question would be how to. Mm. So could you opine on that a little bit? One more time. So um, turning how first off, how do you determine if you are aligned with your long-term goals? Yes. And the second question is if you're not, how do you align to long-term goals? 
I love it because it's exactly, you know, one of the things that I talk about, I'm, my book is called Climbing the Right Mountain. And, um, and what that really connects with is this idea is sometimes you get on the path of being, you know, climbing this mountain, feeling like we're doing the right things, but then we realize that we're doing it for the wrong reasons. And so, you know, to answer your question, sometimes we have to check in, pause, and really think, am I doing this for the reasons that I really want to? Or am I doing it because there's some hygiene factors or some factors that are related to, um, I want to look good. I want to have the titles. I have to make sure that I'm doing it because I want to be the person who is showing up in a certain way that I am connected with that being that is, um, that is who I am, that is who I am internally, really. And so there's a certain thing of checking in, looking back at your past, what are the things that have brought me here, looking into the future and saying, well, who do I want to be? What are the things about, um, about me, the qualities that I really want to bring to the surface and how do I want to embody them? And making sure that I'm starting to embody them now, that I be that person now, kind of that connection to the future self, and you bring that into your present. And that might change your course so that you're connected to that long-term plan and not necessarily um, just blindly following the, you know, the path that you're going on. It's funny that we talk about this because one of the words I used to use a lot when I was in my finance world was measured risk. You know, you're taking measured risks into the future and like you make sure that you don't, you know, overly expose yourself to risk, but don't, don't take no risks. You have to take some risks. So it's always about taking steps. The next step is like putting you on the trajectory to, you know, who you are, but make sure you don't overexpose yourself. Don't overwhelm yourself and feeling like you're doing too much to get out there. I like that. Yeah. Okay. This is a show about training, training unleashed. Yes. How to unleash the power of training. What advice would you give to people in training departments? Yeah, um, training has to be experiential. There has to be an element of you can't just you know be preaching or talking to people about like here's a great concept, and you know now that you've got it, go you know go go bring it to life. There has to be something experiential that allows it to sit in their mind and allows it to move forward into action. Um, so whenever you're designing something, it you know make sure that it gets settled in because I think this idea of knowledge um, without action is is really um, useless and it's a waste of money. So it's so important to think about how can you put that knowledge into action as quickly as possible. I can't tell you how many times, you know, even on the software side, like, you know, so many times we go to software trainings and you say, oh, that's great. And, you know, this software is not going to be ready for another two to three months. And so you're expected to know how to use it in two to three months. It's like, well, that's great. Yeah. But by the yeah, time that comes, that, it's that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's definitely not happening. Um, yeah. I totally agree with you, the importance of experiential training. And yes. Yes. If you want someone really to learn something, they have to do it. They have to be part of it. Mm -hmm. And if it's a big concept, like being more inspired, understanding the purpose of the company, attaching yourself to that purpose, mm -hmm. experiential training is great. So now I'm going to ask you the tough question. I promise you a tough question. 
Can you share an example of an effective experiential training that you were a part of? Yeah, I love this question because um, this is something that I really enjoy doing. One of the things that we do about experiential training is we actually get people to sit down and connect one-on-one -on -one as they're, you know, as part of a group program and share their insights as they're learning the concepts. So it's not like they just, you know, once they've got the concept, they're actually sitting together and, and connecting and practicing the activities right on the spot. Um, and then we get the people together and we start to connect on what did you learn through this activity? How are you going to apply it? So that we have that concept, practice, apply. So it's like a buddy system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then hopefully they take that back into the organization and they say, well, my buddy becomes someone who I can then rely on to continue the practice. Yeah, I, I love this idea because everybody listening can take this idea, right? You do training, create buddies and have them share what they got out of the training with each other and take up the training another level by such a simple idea. It's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And I'll just add one last thing, which is to say that like, you know, at least eight out of 10 programs that I offer, it's oftentimes that there's people who have never met each other in person or they don't know each other. So that connection is a, such an important part of this activity. It's not just the learning. It's also about getting to know the people in front of you in a better way. Yeah. Well, I, I do think that that's a, a major issue. A lot of people put the other people first. Yeah. And you can't be your best self unless you are healthy and you are, are, are feeling connected for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Tony, I think a lot of people listening are thinking you're pretty bright, capable, but they'd probably like to know about your company. Yeah. Can you tell us about your company? Well, I'd happy to share that. So my company is called Inspired Purpose Coaching. And um, what we do is we do a few things, but the primary thing is we work with accomplished leaders who are feeling um, like they want to lead with purpose and feel more fulfilled. And so one of the things that is really key is through whether it be one-on-one -on -one coaching or through group programs, facility trainings or what have you, I connect with them and help them to create that meaningful impact they're looking to make. Um, what I've found is that because my background is in more of that tech is that the most of the clients are in the innovation space and they're doing amazing things in the world and they're just looking for someone to help them to connect with, how do I make a meaningful impact and get unstuck when those moments come when I'm like, what now, what, what do I wanna do next? What is your typical customer size? Do you work with startups? Do you work with midsize, large, medium? It's a great question. You know, it's, as, as often happens is that you, you have a target and then you also have the things that, that come into your world. I've worked with large companies, rather large companies, and I've worked with small companies. Um, but I would say my target is, is the midsize um, types of organizations. Um, you know, a lot of times it's the between like, you know, 200 people um, to like, you know, 500 people. Um, that's the type of organization that I mostly work with. But I also work with individuals who come to me and say like, you know, I'm in between and I, you know, feel like I just want to have a chat to find out how can I, you know, figure out the next steps for me. Interesting. Very interesting. 
Um, I understand you have an offer. Oh, first off, before your offer, tell everyone about your book. Absolutely. So my book is called Climbing the Right Mountain, Navigating um, your the Path to an um, Inspired Life. And it's available on Amazon. It's, my, um, it's a book that's really about um, defining success on your own terms and making sure that you find a way to create that impact that you're looking to make and not doing it in a way that, you know, really is based on what other people think you should do, or maybe even just checking in with yourself at times to make sure that, is this really what I, w- I still want? Um, you know, I, I came to the book from this, this lens of, you know, people getting to the top of their mountain and then saying like, I don't really like the view and I don't like what I've had to sacrifice to get here. Um, so how can I change course? And it's never too late. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Now you have an offer. Please yes. Offer. Sounds like a great book. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And that's, I'm working my second book now, which I'm really excited about. Um, so my offer is to work, um, uh, to work with me um, as a coach. Uh, the best thing you can do is reach out to me, inspired purpose coach and, um, we can connect. You can do a. Uh, we can do a um, a check in for a thirty minute free session, and from there we can um, see if we're a good fit. Okay, so let's start with and understand that a lot of our listeners don't have the luxury of seeing the description where we'll put the information. What is your website, and what is your email that people can reach out to you, or how do you want people to reach out to you? Might be a better question. Absolutely. So the best bet is my website is inspiredpurposecoach.com. So um, it, I can spell that out if you'd like, but um, it's uh, pretty straightforward. In I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D-P-U-R-P-O-S-E-C-O-A-C-H.com. And my um, email address, if you'd like to find me, is tony at inspiredpurpose.com. And um, you can also find me on LinkedIn. So um, you can find me there as um, Tony Martinetti with a one at the end, not an I. Um, another Tony Martinetti got to that. Uh, so reach out. Yeah, exactly. He's actually a great guy. So we were actually friends. So it's all good. Yes, I, I found uh, that there's another Evan Hackle in this world. <laughs> you know, like, who knew? Um, okay. Well, we love to end the show with a question, which I know you know is coming, which is if you had one piece of advice to share with the audience. What would that be? Yeah. Don't let other people limit your possibilities. You know, there's a sense we often um, allow um, other people's definitions of what who we are um, hold us back. So it's sometimes you get a question and say, am I limiting myself because of what people think my title, my, you know, the, the role that I'm sitting in is who I am. We can't define ourselves by that. I like that. Thank you. Well, I appreciate having you as a guest, Tony. I want to thank my audience. Without you, I have no show. And I obviously want to thank my great sponsors, C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio. Everyone have a great day. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to Tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's Tortal.net, T-O-R-T-A-L, Tortal.net.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.